0: and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the 50th episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cousine. Hey Nicole. Hello. Alright, we are going to pop a little champagne. Woo!
0: Hey-o. heyo.
1: And we are gonna celebrate. Did you ever think we were gonna actually hit fifty podcast episodes or I... five years of marriage?
0: No. I did not think we were gonna ever do a podcast, first of all. Therefore, I did not think we we're gonna hit fifty episodes.
1: Cleverly ducking the marriage question. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and pour these here. All right. So for this episode, we're really excited. We asked you guys to ask any kind of weird, goofy, whatever questions you guys had. So this is going to be much more just answering some of the things we got on Instagram and Facebook and yeah, no real theme, no anything. We're kind of just, you know, being lazy with this one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We figured we could do that at 50.
1: Perfect. Well, there is that. Cheers, Nicole. Cheers. 50 episodes. 50 episodes. All right. So somebody asked us, I like this question. What has been our favorite podcast episodes to record?
0: So mine, you know, I think I would have probably guessed. But I mean, if you would have said before you had a podcast, what were going to be your most favorite podcast episodes, I would have probably said something like, clinical-based stuff. Like, oh, I see. I actually liked the one where we did the five phases of business.
1: Ooh, I like that that's become something that people reach out to us with, right? And They're like, oh, I'm in the oh shit phase.
0: <laughs> right. And, A lot of
1: times, OSP.
0: And it was kind of cool because it helped us to, or made us go back and look at where were we and like how did we feel? And that was like, well, how we gave up with that name was like the oh shit phase. And then- We were in the happy as a little clam and we had to make the conscious decision to expand and still make sure that it was going to fulfill our goals and stuff like that. So that was really exciting and fun to actually sit down and, and think about the different phases. And most people talk about those in terms of monetary gains. And I liked that we did it in like how we're feeling phases.
1: It was also really cool that that came out of actually some information from the huddlers when we had sent out that poll and everybody had commented and said like, where were they at? It was interesting to see where everybody was fitting for that episode.
0: Totally. So yeah, the, and we still get lots of DMs from you guys about like, oh, the I'm, in, OSP, the, I'm, I'm in the OSP phase. Everyday I'm you're hustling the, phase. I'm in the happy little, little clam phase and I don't know if I want to hire somebody or I'm not so happy as a little clam, and I don't know what I want to do. Do I want to just close up shop, or or what's happening, because they're getting a little bit burned out?
1: Yeah, that was a great episode. I liked, which one did I like? I like some of our early ones were really bad when you go back and listen to them. now. They're so bad. But I like kind of the one, the Pelvic Sanity, running Pelvic Sanity and staying married one. I think that was number three or four. That was a good one. I see one was a lot of fun to do, just because that was... I don't know. So easy for us because we've rattled off so much of like that one. We just had like a ton of data and everything else and like no script. And it just,
0: yeah, we just were like, boom, let's go. Yeah. yeah.
1: So those are some of ours. Do you like the business ones or the clinical ones more at this point?
0: Hmm. Gosh, I don't know. I kind of feel like I might like the business ones. It's just so much of what we're doing now. So, or what I'm like, my day to day is like, much less patient care than I ever thought it was going to be. So you guys might, right, I treat patients like two days a week now. They're pretty full days, but I I do treat patients only two days a week now. And that was down significantly from, you know, the 40 to 50 patient hours I used to see when we were really cranking. And what's kind of crazy is that my days are now filled with other stuff that I find just as fun, which is really cool. And I just really love our profession for that. And you can still it still fulfills the mission of wanting to help patients beyond the walls of our clinic. I think by creating online courses and monitoring and running the huddle and creation of pelvic PT rising is essentially helping me scale, you know, helping more patients than I could have ever treated by myself. So that's I really like all the business stuff now. It's been really fun.
1: Getting to that underlying mission of what we're doing Mm -hmm. and trying to help more than just the people we can see at our physical location.
0: Yeah. And it just takes a lot of the – it was feeling really – like pulled 8 million different directions with when I was running a huge wait list. Because there was a point when I was seeing, what, 40 – we probably were averaging 45 patients a week. And my wait list was –
1: An hour-long patient. So that's 45 – hours our patient of patient hours. care, before paperwork, before, before admin, anything. before anything else.
0: And then also, Happy I had is a... Happy a little
1: clam phase, by the way. maybe That yeah. might may be a misnomer in our case.
0: Yeah, but it was also... I mean, I was still having fun treating... I like treating patients, but...
1: But you had schedule creep going on there, too, right? Where you were feeling guilty about not getting somebody in or you yeah. knew everybody and if somebody couldn't get in off the waitlist, list, ah, oh, that's okay. I'll just open up another hour on a Saturday.
0: Totally. No, that's where I was going with it, where I started to feel really guilty because I was running. And I remember I was running that wait list. That was like gnarly for, four months?
1: It's like, well, I mean, it was only four because that's how far we let people schedule out, but Gosh, we had darn. regulars in, I uh, think 35 out of the 40 patient slots.
0: That was nuts. And so it just started to feel really like overwhelmed by that and just feeling really bad because, you know, I always, and, and even right now, when we explain to patients that like you're patients that want to wait to see me right now, it's like, well, that's, my schedule is then going to be the limiting factor to their consistency of coming in. And we don't want that. So, but that was really the, when I really saw that I was actually limiting how patients could see me and that made me feel terrible. So I didn't like that phase. We needed to get out of that phase real quick.
1: Yeah. And that is, you know, the other thing I really have liked about this podcast, I feel like we get a lot by far the biggest comment we get is just that we real talk. We tell it how it is, the good, the bad, the ugly. I don't know. I, I don't I can't imagine doing this podcast and not doing that, honestly.
0: Yeah, like what the hell is everyone else doing?
1: Whitewashing the oh yeah, everything's so great here. It's like, yeah, with you at your half full schedule and running a podcast and, you know, pretending everything is great and that you just didn't have like a patient storm out because they were upset by a late cancellation fee. It's like we're gonna do it. You might as well just be <laughs> real swear. about
0: it. Totally. I mean and I really like to I mean, we love podcasting, but I really like the ability to have a little bit more longer form content to really get out some of these more like complex issues that are in our brain. Right. Because and we're going to come out with a podcast pretty soon about uh, pelvic PTs and internal treatment. And it's just so hard to like do it in Twitter, 140 or 240 characters or whatever the hell it is now, or even like an Instagram caption, like doesn't allow us to really really get the breadth of what we want to say in a complex thought.
1: Yeah. Be able to explore the entire concept. And one of the things that we try to do is when there is a question, you know, oftentimes the questions on Instagram are kind of imperfect, right? Cause you're in a comment, you're just jotting something off you're on your phone. We try to be able to explore like what's the actual best form of that question. Right? So people who are, upset by cash PT or think it might be unethical. It's really easy to just write them off as people who you know don't really understand or don't get it, have never run their own business and just throw that away. But this format gives us the ability like we did with that uh, cash PT and ethics. Yeah, episode, that
0: was really, I liked that one too.
1: To really, Yeah, to get into what would the best form of that argument be? So instead of just like snipping at each other on Instagram, we can actually address some of the real concerns that people are raising, even if they're not raising them in a, in my opinion, particularly well thought out manner.
0: Right. It's like, yeah, let, let me help you out with that argument. Right. What you, you really were, want to say to you us. You're really making it good. If you really like,
1: want is- to come at us, this is how you <laughs> yeah, would do come it. Come
0: at me with this instead of what you just did. Anyway, so yeah, that's good. Okay, so that was our our favorite one and why we like the podcast.
1: And that got us into kind of a little bit of a nice segue here into the next question. But like, what does a normal day look like for you? And then how do you switch back and forth? This is something that's really hard for a lot of people. But how do you switch back and forth from seeing patients to... Everything else you're doing, admin, the online stuff, training PTs, online stuff for patients. How do you task switch between those things?
0: Yes. Well, I will tell you guys that I am actually terrible at task switching. And I've actually had to have Jesse help me quite a bit with being able to do that. Now, we've done a better job, basically because Jesse made me, (laughs) batching days where, you know, before it was like we really had to remember we did like a real trial and error over the past year, really, of what the ideal schedule is going to be to be, number one, the most productive. But then also like foster enough creativity and some of the other stuff that we're doing to make it worth it. And so we kind of settled now on this I kind of like this, what we have now. Right.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been an evolution over the last
0: Yeah, it was just a shit show at the beginning. It was just like I was not getting anything done. I felt like I wasn't doing anything well. I wasn't really treating patients well because I was always thinking about the next thing I had to do. Or it would be like I'd do a couple of patients and then a remote consultation and then back to treating patient and then back to like a mentorship call. And it was like, ugh. It got too weird that way. Just choppy. And and especially when I don't do well in that task switching way, that was really hard for me to like get back into a groove. So I do much better when I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do much of anything today on social media with the occasional TikTok that I'll bust out maybe at the end of the day or something. But now it's like I, from, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays, that's, those are my patient days. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, those are my content creation days. And then Thursday afternoon and Fridays are our mentorship days. And, you know, so we have a little bit more of a, of a structure now, but man, what a freaking mess it was. And it still is. I mean, I still struggle with that
1: Well, one of the big challenges was just getting your patient hours down and that's consistently been a challenge and something we've done now kind of slowly over almost two years from that 40 to 50 a week down to, you know, it was a big deal when you went down to like 25, 30, That was like a big step down for you. And we've really used COVID as a chance to reimagine some of that stuff and actually get your schedule down to where it needed to be, frankly, in order for us to do all the other things that we want to be doing well.
0: And really to give our employees the attention that they need as well. Like, I feel like that was a big thing that we learned where, you know, as much as I would like to think I can do it all, like, couldn't I couldn't do it all there was definitely sacrifice there where that I didn't realize I was doing because I was like oh they're they're busy they're doing it right but then you know you realize that like oh I'm not really optimizing the in-person mentorship being available for questions and that kind of stuff and now that really makes it easier to do.
1: It was a big change I think in your identity from going from primarily a treating clinician to realizing that was no longer your role at the clinic. And I was going through kind of the same thing at the same time of trying to do more empowering our office staff and being less involved in the day to day.
0: Yeah. You got there way sooner than I did. I'm still not a hundred percent there because I still feel really, I still feel really obligated to continue to treat patients. Like I just did it the other day where I was like, went in on a, on a, messed up, right? And I was like, oh, this person should come in on a Friday. And it was not my time to see patients. And I let him come in.
1: That's why you don't have control over this guy. I had to pull that out way early where Nicole was just like randomly slotting in people left and right.
0: Well, first of all, I was really messing it up. I like actually was making mistakes and double booking and erasing.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. You you like erased somebody and was like, I was like, "Uh oh,
0: yeah, that was not good. And I ran the front desk when I was, like, in, in high school and college for a relatively busy orthopedic practice. Yeah, and but back
1: then you were, like, chiseling stuff on stone tablets. Now we have computers <laughs> and actual tablets.
0: Everything was on paper. We actually had one of those, like, you know, like, the old school, like, hairdresser, like, right in your appointment time? We had those.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, actually. There
0: was no, like, online scheduling system in 1990, whatever it was, 1999. Yeah. Anyway, so that's been a a big switch and something that I'm still working through. And really, I think I'm still in the infancy of creating a true, true, true identity as like a full-blown cash PT entrepreneur type of person where I can still feel good about that without treating as many patients.
1: And changing the role to creating the environment for our staff to succeed instead of, for you to succeed yeah. really, where it's it's our responsibility to give them the kind of perks and the schedule and the full schedule that we would want basically to create the kind of environment that you wanted to find when you were an employee mm-hmm. and that it took us four years to work and make and you know, we, we shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to find some place that you actually want to work and right. that's, that's kind of our job now is to create that.
0: Yeah, totally. So that's been a, that's been an evolution for sure.
1: This is an easy one. We got a what is your favorite holiday?
0: Oh, my gosh, you guys. I freaking love Christmas. Christmas is my most favorite. I decorate. We already house. decorated, actually. It's, <laughs> no, it's already up. No, actually, I have very strong feelings about when Christmas decorations should go up and down. <laughs> this is from my mom.
1: This is from your mom. Your mom is insane about this. And she listens to this podcast, so I'm going to be in trouble for this. But it is absolutely crazy. She has these, like, ironclad rules that you, you start decorating the, what, the Friday after Thanksgiving.
0: No, that's the earliest you that's can earliest. do it. That's the earliest. If you do it before we don't that. do it until, okay. it depends on when Thanksgiving falls, see? So if Thanksgiving falls on, like, you know how it falls on, like, the whatever, the fourth Thursday of November in Right. So if it happens to fall like on the 24th and you actually get that extra week in November versus like the 29th or something, sometimes it falls really late. Right. That completely dictates when it's okay for you to start putting up your Christmas decorations.
1: And this is not a suggestion like you are a morally reprehensible human being (laughs) if you do not put up your decorations within this 48 hour window.
0: Well, right. And, right, so you have a little bit more leeway if Thanksgiving happens earlier because it's, like, kind of okay if you do it, but you really should be able to take down your Thanksgiving decorations and then have adequate time to put those away and then get get Your Christmas ones. I
1: hope you realize how ridiculous this sounds. (laughs)
0: I think I'm actually realizing how stupid it sounds as I'm saying it. But then
1: after Christmas, this is where it (laughs) really rubber hits the road.
0: Okay. So for sure, you keep your Christmas things up for one week. And right, because it's Christmas. And then it's like a week later is New Year's Eve. Right. So when new year's day happens whenever that is the next weekend your shit needs to come down immediately If it stays up past that, it's like, what are you doing? Even if you can't do it, then you need to turn off all the lights. Like it is not up. It's not Christmas anymore. Like get to it. Twenty twenty one is like coming. Like let's go.
1: What would we call somebody who had their Christmas lights still up on like January tenth?
0: Like a total moron. (laughs) Like what are you doing? Lazy is another word that comes to mind. Just like get it together. I hate. I don't understand. Seriously, like. Even a couple weeks pass, and the Christmas lights are still on. I am a Christmas fiend. Like, I could, I would think.
1: Fiend is a good choice I, of words. I
0: love, like, Christmas time. I think, I, but it's like, it's over at New Year's time. It's like, celebration. It's like New Year's celebration, plus, yay, Christmas is coming down, too, both at the same time.
1: Nice. Guys, <laughs> This is what I live with.
0: Certifiable.
1: Opposites attract, too, because I want to get the most out of our Christmas decorations. I mean, we've literally spent thousands of dollars on <laughs> Christmas decorations. Sometimes I think that we only started Pelvic Sanity, so Nicole would have more counter space to decorate. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, guys, we decorate Pelvic Sanity kind of nuts also. Oh, Snow yeah. everywhere. Winter
1: wonderland. Like, people are trumping through fake snow in order to get to their opponents.
0: <laughs> in California.
1: In California. But,
0: okay, the problem is, though, is that Jesse... And his parents don't listen to this podcast, so... We
1: can say whatever we want about them. Dude,
0: this is the person who grew up, though, with his dad one time, won a lawn ornament. Like, one of those deer, like, those deer that, like, actually... The wire frame deer
1: that, like, has, like, uh, a...
0: Right, so cute. So he, I come in, and Jesse and I weren't even... We're not married yet, I don't think. So I come in, and he has it, like displayed on the coffee table in the middle of their living room.
1: It's standing on the coffee table, head going, (laughs) and,
0: and and I was like, Oh, are you like fixing something? And he goes, Oh no, I think it's just, I think it looks nice right here. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the worst. And that was the same year that you guys also like literally half decorated your tree. His, the cuisine household
1: yeah. Did they run it's out like of appalling. stuff or did they just get tired of know. doing what it? What the hell? They decorated the bottom half of the tree and then called it a day.
0: And they only put lights on like half of it. Also, it was like worse. It's like, I hate going over to your parents' house for Christmas. It's so lame.
1: It's really bad. And so me coming out of that tradition, I unknowingly, to your, your mom, it's taken me like 10 years and I don't still don't think I'm out of the doghouse. I mean, I feel like you buy the Christmas tree, you, you leave the damn thing up until until you can't leave it up anymore.
0: Got it, right. So then he's like, oh, why are you taking your down? It looks so nice. Yeah,
1: February 15th, man.
0: No, that was like not happening.
1: you got to last, let it last through Valentine's Day. That Valentine's Day is my my. Cup.
0: <laughs> it's kind of great. So, yeah, so that's what you guys, that's my favorite holiday. I freaking love Christmas. And Jesse now has to love Christmas just as much.
1: Oh, guys, we <laughs> there's a lot of gift-giving and Challenges and things. I'm a terrible gift giver because I just want to give stuff to you like right away. I get excited about it, so I just the moment I think about it, I just get it. That is true. And then it's like, oh, here you go.
0: You're a good gift gift giver in that way, but not a good gift giver. Right, but then I
1: don't get credit for any of those things by the time we get to Christmas. It's like, hey, remember those like eight nice things I did for you? Nope, those are like absolutely (laughs) out the window.
0: Definitely not. Cannot double count those as good presents.
1: Okay, here is a oh this might I don't know if we have enough time in this podcast for this question. Biggest pet peeves.
0: Oh geez. We no, that's we're gonna we'll do that another one. That's gonna that's be a so, own podcast, yeah. I think.
1: Okay, here's another one. Something that you're weirdly obsessed with.
0: I don't know, Jesse. What am I <laughs> what am well, I weirdly obsessed? Apparently Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, evidently.
1: <laughs> I'm weirdly obsessed with efficiency.
0: Oh god, yeah, totally.
1: I'm finally, I think I've nailed it down. I'm obsessed with creating like the perfect daily planner. I've been working on this for years, guys. I have modified it over and over again. I think, I think it's pretty close. I'm actually going to roll it out to our mentees, I think coming up soon here and see how they like it before I, I don't know whether I publish it or put it up on Amazon or something. (laughs) I feel like there's so much work that has gone into it, but like how to perfectly plan and organize a day like that is, I'm all about it, how to do it most efficiently, how to do it with taking the proper breaks at between 45 minutes and 90 minutes for cognitive recharge. Oh, there's there's lots that goes into having like the most efficient day. But possible. seriously, you
0: guys, this is like you guys want to talk about what's the evidence for that, which we need to do a podcast on. But actually, Jesse's uh, thing is probably the most evidence based thing. He's always reading like a ton of books on productivity and the best creation to your day. And then you're you actually are pretty cute with um the ways that you like put in. Gratitude things on your list and Well stuff not because like I want
1: to It's like scientifically <laughs> shown <laughs> no, To make you, you wanna, happier
0: Not because you want to be thankful
1: I'm like grumbling over here about <laughs> gratitude But well, whatever it makes me happier Damn it I guess I'll do it <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. So, anyway, so that's, yeah, so we'll see about that. I'm weirdly
1: obsessed with that, I think. Mm-hmm. Just like really digging into like all the efficiencies that we can and making everything just run as smoothly as possible. And when it doesn't, that just drives me crazy. That's probably totally. like my pet peeve, too, is locked up in that.
0: Yeah. And then what that ends up looking like, you guys, is like half the time we're talking about the most efficient way to do something. Like, if I want to just like, oh, I'm just going to pop over to this store or something like that. It's like, oh well what are the fifteen other things that we should be doing along that route and if we
1: don't take any left hand turns because left hand turns Mm -hmm. did you know that UPS like eliminated almost twenty five percent of the time it took their trucks to go by just cutting left hand turns out of their driving algorithm? And this, you guys, is what I live with. Guys, Okay? okay, so if we're gonna go to multiple stores, we need to do it in a clockwise manner so that we are going to the right whenever we can.
0: And if I don't do that, then you freaking have a conniption in the passenger seat.
1: Okay. Well, this gets into driving (laughs) issues, right, where Nicole has the complex where she thinks that every other driver on the road is just blind and deaf and dumb, has never driven before. Every time we merge into traffic, it's a huge problem.
0: (laughs) Because they don't know how to merge. Because they don't know
1: how to merge. Every time we merge, But let me just, this is is actually
0: a good platform to have a PSA, you guys. If you are the one entering the freeway, you need to look in your mirror and adjust for, adjust your speed for approximately the speed of the oncoming traffic. And it is your responsibility as the merger to safely go into the lane. That you want to go into. Okay. This is not like, oh, just like drive straight and then like rah, just go over whenever the hell you want. Seriously.
1: That's why everyone on the freeway honks in appreciation of how well Nicole merges.
0: <laughs> no, I'm honking and freaking giving the bird to everybody.
1: Every morning on and the, way to one the time, I get fired up. Oh
0: my gosh. One time I swear I swore I did this to a patient. We were like kind of going at the same time and I th- I think I might have flipped off a patient of mine. Cause she, no, that was maybe in the parking lot. She—that was, was an emerging problem. There was a freaking dumbass that didn't know how to park in the parking lot, and I was like doing like the hands up, like "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, she like <laughs> walks in to give us her credit card.
0: <laughs> she walked into like public sanity, and I was like, "Oh, whoops." And then I still was didn't care. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Fired up, man. park? So, okay.
1: Nicole is oddly good at parking related driving if that I feel like if you actually combined our two skills, we would make an excellent <laughs> driver but,
0: really good at parallel parking.
1: Yeah. And like we have, and where we live, it's near the beach and there's always like, you have to like wind out through like all the weirdly parked cars. Nicole's just like does it. And for me, it's like an 18 point turn. Like,
0: uh, uh, uh. I actually, honestly, this would be a good thing. I bet you all of our PTs, like pelvic, especially pelvic PTs, are good at doing things without looking, really, right? You don't really have to look that much. It's like you just glance at it, spatial awareness, and like, because we're not, like, looking at the You just pretend like
1: our dry boys is a vagina and then just, like, navigate. <laughs> oh, cubococcygeus, got to avoid Take that. one
0: little glance, right? No infection, great. And then go. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know.
1: So guys, this was our 50th episode. We have a couple other questions, but we'll maybe put those off and get to them next. We want to keep this at a reasonable time. We know that we haven't had really a plot or a why or any sort of connecting theme this time, but really appreciate it. We've just really enjoyed getting to talk to you guys. And one of the things, I mean, we really do. It is a little weird just kind of talking into a microphone here and not knowing how you guys are responding. I know Nicole, for you, is like a teacher, it's interesting not getting... Like direct feedback, yeah. so we just really do appreciate when you guys write and you know DM Nicole when you send us emails. Nicole, public sanity it just is really cool for us to hear. And honestly, like adjust what we're doing, right? Because w- there's no feedback here. The microphone's not like giving us a thumbs up and saying like, Ooh, "Hey, that's that was a great really episode." Yeah. <laughs> Our podcast editor um, Podcast RJ, sometimes is like, oh, that one was a good one. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> yeah, it's actually really cute. He's cute. He's
1: great. So hopefully he's listening to this because if he's not, then he's not moderating our podcast very well. <laughs> right,
0: get it together, RJ.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just have really appreciated this. So cheers to our 50th episode and we'll be doing another thing pretty soon here. All right. So let's keep the conversation going.
0: And let's continue to ride.